on SAFM. Thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. As you know, this is the place where we like to take on our tagline, which is small stories, big ideas, massive inspiration, and try and uh, get a gist of what's been going on during the week, stories that are perhaps below the radar, but have big, big ideas. Now, we, there was an article that was released this week by Professor Peter Cameron, who's a professor of international energy law and policy and director of the Center for Energy, Petroleum and Mineral Law and Policy. And he recently published an article titled The Age of complexity a new world disorder has dawned and I'll read you the first few lines where he says what we are living through is not a new normal it is new but it isn't normal in reality what we're experiencing is a massive disruption to daily life as we know it disruption that has been as abrupt as it has been overwhelming this is what non-linear change is and we are getting a crash course in complexity on complexity on the line with us we have Stuart Jones who's the director of the Center for Analytics and Behavioral Change Stuart thank you so much for joining us hi Michelle and hi listeners thank you so Stuart I I think that what flags for me when I read this is this idea of a crash course in complexity. And we often forget that complicated and complex are two very different concepts. And particularly now as we go through this new world, which is not necessarily, as uh, Prof. Cameron has said, it's not necessarily a new normal, but perhaps it's a new order. Talk to us about this idea of complexity and complicated, how different they are. <laughs> well, um, different in certain ways, yeah. Uh, the complexity of it is trying to understand things that have never happened to us before yeah. and, and understand them really, really quickly um, and also understand them quite systemically. Uh, so it's a question of, of going really deep, really quickly, um, and then trying to affect change in systems that are set up to be bureaucratic because they are uh, by their nature, government systems are bureaucratic. Yes. Um, and try to understand how we can affect that change relatively quickly to be prepared uh, for the next pandemic or the next big crisis. Um, you know, Kamaran makes the point in his uh, in, in 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 that article that we're in danger of swinging very quickly from effectively authoritarian control, which is the kind of lockdown uh, that's necessary to yeah. to control the pandemic, um, and our kind of individualistic civil liberties, for want of a better term, that we're used to enjoying. Yes. Um, and if we swing too quickly between the two, there's what your psychologists would call cognitive dissonance, um, which is that it's just really, it's, it's really hard to know where you're at. Uh, the, the, the brain doesn't quite comprehend it from a very human perspective, but also systems really struggle to comprehend yes. um, that kind of switch. Uh, and so the call really is to, is to, understand what we're doing um, and how we do it um, and being really careful that we learn from what's going on now uh, going into the future um, to make sure that we've got a plan, basically. You know, what I'm hearing from you is that when we talk about, for example, scenario planning, we do think a lot about the difference between haste and speed and indeed even pause. And perhaps what you're saying, what I'm hearing, it could be my personal kind of world at the moment, is that there seems to be this very hasty desire to change as opposed to thinking quite strategically and maybe even giving pause so that we can get into the speed of things instead. Mm. 
Yes, that makes absolute sense. Um, you know, we had a lot of time to plan for this, uh, and I think we did do a lot of planning. And I think government response has been really um, has been really good in general. Um, but there is a sense of learning as you go, and I think citizens kind of want to know that their government is learning as they go. Yeah. Um, and that's that sort of haste and speed at the same time. You know, a pandemic doesn't give you time to operate. We've we've set up um, shop basically in the space of a month uh, on a whole range of COVID-19 related programs that yeah. in, in the data and analytics field. Uh, and we've had to move so fast. And, and what we've learned is that you, you're operating... And I mean, we're not running a government, we're just running an organization. (laughs) But to get the different parts working together, particularly remotely, um, and to get them working optimally quickly, uh, and and to learn quickly from your mistakes and correct them is a really, really difficult task. But it's one that's really important to take on. And if you're not taking it on um, proactively and constructively and continuously, uh, then you're doing yourself a disservice. And, and, And the effects get felt down the line. Stuart, you, you, what you mentioned is learn from your mistakes. So what is quite clear there is that we are going to make mistakes and that we need to acknowledge and recognize that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got small children and one of the things that I kind of try to drum into them is, and, and drum into myself is that the kind of voice of my education really is not to say sorry terribly easily. Um, mm. And I think we all need to learn to make mistakes say sorry, move on, and uh, and correct them. Yeah. Um, and I think it's okay for governments to do that, and uh, as it is okay for people to do that, as it's okay for systems to do that. It's not just government that's, that's grappling with this. It's, it's all institutions. It's businesses that are grappling with it. Um, it's universities that are grappling with it, uh, and so on. And, and, and so everyone's learning as they go. Um, and I think there's a, there's a common humanity in that and a global common humanity in that. Um, in which those that are able to learn constructively, um, have proper feedback loops, uh, say sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and learn from their mistakes, are the ones that will really gain the trust of their citizens um, and, will, and will develop better systems. Wow, this is, it's, it's quite profound what you're talking about. But I suppose the time that we're living in is extremely profound. And what Professor Kamaran has noted, that this is almost a new world disorder. Um, Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I think we we, we need to realise that um, that we that, that we're living in a. Uh, it's hard to say new world. I think that gets said too often, really. But, yes. Um, but the sense of disorder is that there is a dis-ease fundamentally at the at the heart of all of this. We're grappling with some enormously difficult questions, and once COVID nineteen is gone, in whatever form that takes, um, and it could be a long while before that happens. We're going to be picking up the pieces um, of economies that we consider traditional, uh, Hmm. but have really only been constructed over the last 50 or 60 years. And we're going to have to rethink things. Um, We're we're having to ask ourselves some fundamental questions. You know, is a growth economy the kind of economy that we really want, that insists on growth? Um, is, Is an inclusive economy what we should be aiming for? Because it feels like our global economies are quite exclusive. Yeah. Uh, then they, they don't seem very people focused. You know, everything falls apart um, as soon as people aren't able to, uh, to, 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 to to trade for a month. Um, and, and so we, we're going to grapple with these things as, 
And in a sense, you know, we we still have to deal with climate change. Uh, I'm down in Cape Town. It hasn't yeah. rained for a while. Sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's another drought coming or not. There are all of these sorts of issues that we have to deal with as well. Uh, never mind that there could be another pandemic coming soon after COVID-19 is gone. You know, so so it's really important that we that, that we prepare ourselves. And and if you look um, digitally, you know, we, we we work in the digital realm yeah. um, quite a lot. Uh, there is a side, I mean, digital is obviously a, a, a double-edged sword. And Absolutely. we actually founded the Center for Analytics and Behavioral Change, largely because of the negative side of digital that we were seeing. Um, and this rears its head in this kind of a scenario, you know, uh, overly invasive surveillance, yeah. um, the rights to privacy, uh, the rights to movement uh, that get rolled back. Um, and you can certainly argue that they, that, that, that they can and should be rolled back, but, uh, but, you know, that can be a slippery slope. Um, and we talk quite a lot about the loss of control of future. And when we talk about loss of control of future, it's the ability to control our own future. Yeah. And it feels like we're losing that in a lot of different ways. You know, I think the middle classes are losing the ability to plan, to yep, kind of go, I exactly. will own my house in two years' time. I will still have a job. I will have an income. I'll be able to feed my children. Um, the working classes and the, and, the, and the unemployed are in an even more dire situation, not knowing whether they'll be able to put food on the table. Yeah. And then control is also around how digital can invade our lives and the algorithms and the surveillance capitalism, as it's now being called, um, which influences us without us even uh, even knowing about it. And those tools potentially being used by governments and, and, and so on as well. So that's the negative side of it. Stuart, you know, you talk about uh, preparing for the future. I've been thinking a lot, and I cannot for the life of me remember it, I think it was a philosopher who spoke of future not as a noun, but future as a verb. So futuring and how we future. And I think now more than ever, future has become a verb as opposed to a noun. Because to assume that it's a noun assumes that there is only one future. And yet there potentially in this kind of environment, there could be so many different scenarios that we walk into. So many different uh, futures, ultimately. Mm-hmm. That's a lovely way of looking at it. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm going to look that up. <laughs> yeah. But um, yes, I mean, that makes absolute sense. Yes. I mean, obviously, there are always multiple futures that lie ahead of us, depending on which roads we take. Yeah. But I think that's just become more and more complicated. So uh, everything is less linear. Everything is more lateral. Everything really requires more thought and more speed, which is a really difficult combination to, to get. And I, I think it requires think tanks and uh, academics and civil society and uh, and governments to be coming together really constructively and also be thinking ahead. It's also really easy when you're facing a pandemic to get stuck in the now. I mean, Absolutely. we know that in our organization as well. Yeah. Um, it's hard to think future when you're relentlessly dealing with what's going on in the day to day. But we do need to have an eye on that future. Um, and I think one of the key things there politically uh, and socially is that this thing, this pandemic, will either push us further apart, um, a la Trump, yeah. uh, or it will bring us closer together. Um, and yeah. as hum- and I, I speak as humanity here, but also as individual societies yeah. in indiv- individual countries or continents. Um, and and that's the narrative. You know, we can th- that can go either way. And and we certainly want to be part of um, putting people closer together and keeping humanity more tightly knit. Stuart, um, very briefly, because we do have to go to a break, but, you know, you talk about the digital and the shift to digital, which is a lot of the work that you guys are doing. You know, I work in the creative sector a lot, and I'm, I, I feel this desperate kind of uh, need to be in the real 
with with the creative sector. So not just to have to watch theatre, you know, from a screen, but that experience of the live. And I'm wondering, are we going to be saying goodbye to this for a very long time? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I felt it right from the start of this whole yeah. thing that, that we are. It, it struck me so early on that we're such profoundly social creatures and that we yeah. don't realize it until we're standing two meters away from someone and we're not shaking hands or oh, hugging or, you know, it, 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 it feels it feels almost unhuman mm. um, to be doing that. I don't know the answer to that. You know, we, if we find a vaccine for this thing and we manage to vaccinate the whole of humanity, which will be quite a task, yeah. um, then then perhaps. But, you know, then another one will be around the corner. I think people mm. will be far more careful, I think, of just going out to restaurants. You're right, going out to live theater um, and, and just being around people uh, it's 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 something that we miss. I think at a very deep, very visceral. Yeah, it's level. profound. It's like yeah. it's gut. It's gut. It's in a your gut. gut. Yeah. yeah. And and the thing, I mean, I'm locked down with my family and with yeah. my, my my partner's mother and my children. So we've got a whole family thing going on. I feel so for people that are locked down on their own, uh, yeah. in, in particularly in small, tight circumstances. It's it's really challenging. You know, the mental health issues that we've seen being raised, the anxiety rising that we've seen just on social media yeah. uh, is extraordinary. You know, it's in the it's in it's 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 off the charts really, yeah. um, and it's understandable as well. Stuart, we really look forward to uh, following the work that you're doing. Uh, it sounds like you're doing fabulously good work uh, at a time that we need as much fabulously good work to be done as possible. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It was a great pleasure. Cheers. Stuart Jones, Director for the Centre for Analytics and Behavioural Change and uh, focusing on that uh, very interesting article where we look at how we need to be shaping very new realities and the concept, as I mentioned earlier, of futuring as a verb as opposed to simply as a noun.